Welcome back, my fellow creatives, to You've Got Five Pages to Tell Me It's Good, where I grab a new release from my local library and see if the book can indeed, in five pages, tell me it's good. Now, it looks like I have stumbled upon the middle of a series. Um, I liked the bright coloring of it, and it looks like, yeah, this is definitely a big, oh my goodness, we are way into this series. The, the author is Craig Johnson, and it's the Longmire series, which apparently there are at least a dozen books. But I was, I thought, oh, hey, Western mystery, I'll dig it. I mean, and it's, it's modern, I should say. So it's, it's set out West. Um, and when I took a glance at the dust jacket, I'm like, ooh, awesome, cold case to boot. I, I love a good cold case. So I thought, why not? But apparently, yeah, this Longmire series is on Netflix now, too. It's been adapted. Um, but I was, I was stoked because, I mean, setting definitely inspires writers. I love Wisconsin. And clearly, this uh, writer, Craig Johnson, has found a powerful inspiration out in the west the series is set in wyoming so i'm i'm stoked i'm i'm excited to see now granted i have to remember as a picky reader that any like basic establishment of this story world has been done a long time ago because this this is well, we're like in the 15th or 16th book of this series. Now, granted, like a lot of Agatha Christie Poirot novels, um, you can tend to be able to jump around in them and you won't lose too much track of what's going on. There are only very few allusions to previous incidences in other stories. Um, so if this Longmire series is more episodic, than um, linear, I'll say, we should be okay. But again, I have to remember, basic establishment has likely already done. So I am on the catch up. I need to cut Craig Johnson some slack that if there's something I don't understand, you know, about the setting or something the character is alluding to, that that's on me for being inside book 15th or 16 here. Could even be more than that. That's a long list of Longmire novels as opposed to book one. So that's that's always the danger with jumping in late into a series. But again, with it being a mystery, I'm hopeful that I can catch on pretty quickly to what's going on. All right, The Longmire Defense, chapter one. No prologue, I see. That's just fine. All right, here we go. Where have you been? I looked out amid the grove of aspens that led to the beaver pond where Hero trimmed the smaller saplings and dragged them into the water, ever building, ever improving his tiny world near my family cabin in the Bighorn National Forest. Herodotus, 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 Okay, <laughs> we're just, we're just gonna go past that. Anyway, uh, was the beaver's entire name, the title a gift from my father, and knowing that the average beaver lifespan is only 10 to 12 years, I had a sneaking suspicion I was witnessing the labors of his great, 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 great grandson. 
I wish I had his energy. I lowered my book on the back of my sleeping granddaughter and glanced at Katie, feeling guilty for lying in a hammock and reading while she cross-examined me. I noticed she was holding a framed photo and a wet, soiled paper towel as she examined the picture. Great Grandpa Lloyd was a handsome guy. My daughter came closer and lowered the picture frame she was cleaning and then studied the man in the black and white photo, my grandfather. You two didn't get along, did you? I closed the book, The Histories, as chance would have it, and gave it some thought. We were a lot alike. She continued examining the framed photo in her hands, part of the great spring cleaning effort she decided to give the vintage cabin, a project I had until now studiously avoided. Why is he wearing a suit? Placing the book alongside my granddaughter, I stretched out a hand. I'm not sure which one that is. Taking the tarnished metal frame, I turned it and looked at the image of seven men standing on the sidewalk in downtown Durant, Wyoming. They were all wearing suits, and those uh, old Tom Mix-style cowboy hats, and my eye was drawn to the tallest of the bunch, who was standing at the end to the left. A little over six feet, which was considered tall at the time, I could still feel the piercing of those nickel-plated gray owl-like eyes, the ones that searched out any flaw. The others were smiling, but not him. Grim as the Reaper, it was as if he knew I'd be looking back at him someday. I handed it to her. Bank of Durant, I think that's the board of directors that bought up the collateral after the crash, probably sometime in the dirty 30s. She turned and continued to study it. They bought the bank? Well, it had failed and was going to receive into receivership, so this consortium of the biggest ranchers in Absoroka, Absaroka County there we go, got together and bought it at a bargain basement price pennies on the dollar. I nodded, readjusting Lola on my chest. Your great-grandfather being one of them. We owned the Bank of Durant? Part of it. Until someone in sometime in the mid-50s when the consortium broke up and they sold it back to some proper and more experienced bankers. How come I never knew any of this? I shrugged. Lloyd had his fingers in a lot of pies. She gazed back at the photo. Who are the other six? I don't know the two on the end. Board members, I guess. I mean, I suppose I could figure it out, but I've never been interested. Her own cool gray eyes came up to mine, hers not looking that much different from her great-grandfather's. What happened? What do you mean? Between you two, what was it? What, am I under investigation here? Just curious. I just I have to pause for a second because it was as, as if this daughter character could only speak in questions until now. It, it was a very odd opening balance of dialogue there where it just, it really does felt feel like, like that was just this random interrogation. I don't know. That was, that was odd. Okay. Back to it, though. She pushed the hammock in an illustration of her dissatisfaction with my answers, handing me the frame photo again and then leaned down to take her child. You never talk about him. I watched her turn away, climb the steps of the tiny cabin, and pull open the screen door. I felt the door slapping shut behind her as Dog, 
my 150-pound backup nosed it open and came out onto the porch. I was about to follow Katie inside when I noticed on the four-wheel drive two-rack road of an Absaroka County Sheriff Department vehicle approaching. A sleek, swift-looking piece of modern law enforcement equipment with a sleek, swift-looking driver at the wheel. My undersheriff, Victoria Moretti, pulled to a stop, opening the door and stepping onto the running board, looking at me over the top of her unit. Nice place you've got here. I lay there, tucking the frame under my arm. It has its benefits. Like no cell service. In case you've never noticed, I never have cell service. She glanced around. And being the hell out in the middle of fucking nowhere? Obviously not far enough. She laid her naked forearms on the sheet metal, resting her chin on them, and continued to look at me. You've been convalescing for three weeks now, so I thought you might like to go out and do a little sheriffing for a change. Dog moved down beside me as I swung my legs from the hammock and ruffled his ears. I'm having quality time with my family. She raised her head and nodded. What's that under your arm? Ancient history. She smiled, and it was dazzling. Well, in current affairs, it might interest you to know that a woman from Minnesota took the advice of her phone navigation and attempted to go over the mountains on Forest Service Road 31. 31 doesn't go over the mountains. No, but unknown to Google, you can get far enough so that when you bury your two-wheel drive piece of shit Honda in a snowdrift, you can hike to Sheep Mountain Lookout and get cell service long enough to call out telling the world how totally lost you are. That's funny. <laughs> is that where she is now, the lookout? No. Evidently, she decided to strike out on her own, abandoning walls, a roof, and emergency supplies for better reception. My deputy stepped off the running board and walked around her truck, then leaned against the grill guard. Search and rescue caught a ghosting signal on 911 and are under the impression that she continued walking on 28 into the Cloud Peak Wilderness area. I mapped out the trails in my head. It's possible, but if she took 28 in the other direction, they'd find her on the way up. Unless she took a wrong turn on 636, 447, or 449. Or, I sighed, or she returned to her car and then doubled back, figuring she'd at least get to a paved road. Vic pointed a manicured finger at me. Exactly. She walked over to the edge of the porch and reached out to grab at one of Dog's paws that he had lowered in a reasonable position of play. I'm going to do the 31 loop and thought you might need a break from quality family time. She looked over at me. Come on, it'll be an hour or so of sheriffing, just enough to get your feet wet. I was having a hard time figuring out a way to not do it. Reaching out and pulling at Dog's other paw and then expertly avoiding his play bite, she placed the same hand to the side of her mouth and shouted into the cabin, hey, Katie, can I borrow your dad for an hour to do sheriffy stuff? After a moment, my daughter's voice came back through the closed screen door. Take him! He's not doing me any good. <laughs> I sat there for a moment and then raised a finger to hold off Vic and then stood up and climbed the steps, opened the screen door, and found Katie pulling more artwork and photos from the wall. I don't really feel like going. She propped the stack of frames on her hip, Lola on the other, still asleep. I don't really feel like driving back to Cheyenne this afternoon, but that's my job. And you always do your job. Who told you that? This guy I knew, I'm sorry, this guy I know who used to do sheriffy things. 
Ouch. I crossed the room and leaned on the rock mantelpiece and tipped my hat back. So what you're telling me is that it's time to get back on the horse? That or put it out to pasture. I nodded, saying nothing as she crossed toward me in order to place the frames on the mantelpiece. But I think you should ride one more time before you make any hasty decisions. Glancing up on the mantelpiece to escape her eyes, I found another pair of eyes in another one of the collected frames. You sound like this woman I used to know. Used to, huh? Yep. I plucked it down, studying the photo of my deceased wife, Martha. I've been having a lot of dreams about your mother lately. Oh, yeah? It's in a library, and she's dancing. Katie swiveled her hips, swaying with Lola in her arms. She was a good dancer, as I recall. Yep, she was. She waited a moment before asking, Are you ever going to tell anybody about what happened up there in Montana? A silence settled between us. No need to. It's over. She stepped in closer, cradling her child, and looked up at me. You're sure about that? I nodded. Yep. Leave me the keys to your truck in case you get stuck somewhere, and I need to get back to the ranch and get my Jeep. She glanced over at my shoulder. Your second-in-command second can drop you off at home. I'm not going to be gone that long. Uh-huh. She stuck out her hand, and I dropped my keys into her palm, the cool gray eyes staying focused on me. Go for a ride. It'll do you some good. Then she took the photo from my other hand and stacked it with the others for cleaning. So I'll stop there. This chapter one keeps going. It's, it's not a bad start. It feels a little clunky. Again, this is very far in the series. So as far as rhythms of different characters' speech, that's been established already before this book. Um, I know I was a little thrown off because it's like the daughter was only allowed to ask questions for quite a while. <laughs> like that's the only way she could talk, uh, which just felt very strange. But I did like the little interactions near the end that felt like a very natural, familial uh, father-daughter interaction, especially when both are adults. And I like that our protagonist is an older character. This is a protagonist who's seen some shit, as it were. So, well, I guess how else, you know, when you have that many books. But still, just the sense of time has passed. There has been a lot going on. Sort of like an older Clint Eastwood in Unforgiven. Um, you just, you have, you, you, you are very much ready to move into that next chapter of your life, but there is still something that's pulling you into the previous life. And whether or not that has to do with the relationship between him and the undersheriff, I don't know. But I, I think it's, it's an okay start. Again, considering how far the series is. And I do like the very natural, <laughs> natural description of an outsider thinking they know what to do when they're in the mountains. I, it amuses me. I don't know why anybody would think that way, but silly outsiders who think they know better thanks to computers. Um, but no, it was a fine start. Uh, I am curious what this character would be like in the first book, because if this character is feeling burned out here in the Longmire defense, 
it would be interesting to see that progression because clearly stuff happened. That's why there was that reference to Montana. And I understand I'm not going to know that because I didn't read the previous books. Um, but it is cool to see on how a character can change and grow and become better or worse through the course of a series. So I would be kind of interested to see the very first Longmire book, which was The Cold Dish. All right. Well, that would be interesting to find out. So anyway, uh, if you are keen on mysteries, maybe just check out the Longmire series in general. I don't know about jumping into the Longmire defense, but it wouldn't hurt to, because clearly there is a sense of understanding about the setting and uh, a sense of what is going into this character and their sense of um, their skill set, I should say. And I want to see where that skill set starts. So I'm in, I'm interested. I just want to go backwards first before ever continuing the Longmire defense. But if you are familiar with the series or you're familiar with um, Craig Johnson's work, I'm sure you would enjoy this. It's he's he's clearly got a voice and a style he uses very well. Uh, and then we'll see what I find next time. Maybe we'll find something Amish or fantastical. Who knows? So until next week, read on, share on, and write on, my friends. Cheers.